Well, when I think about 2008, the thing that I always come back to is the young organizers and sometimes not so young volunteers that really helped us win Iowa. Because if we hadn't won Iowa, uh, we wouldn't have won the presidency. And you know, we, we were fighting against the odds. Uh, but we had a group of 20 to 25-year-olds, mostly, uh, who had volunteered, got scattered across Iowa. Some of them probably had never seen uh, corn before, uh, except in the grocery store. Uh, but they were so invested, not just in me, but they became so invested in the communities where they were working. So, so what ends up happening is, is that these, these young people, they build uh, relationships of trust with people in the community and the volunteers in those communities uh, that were so powerful that when I'd come and visit, we'd usually have a rally and we'd ask you know, the organizer to come up to, to be recognized. Uh, you'd have volunteers in the audience who would be tearing up and, and, and clapping and as if they were the parents of these young organizers. Uh, they had made a connection so that when they went to caucus, they weren't caucusing to get Barack Obama elected. They were caucusing in part because they wanted to um, make sure that these organizers were successful. And, and conversely, these organizers uh, weren't just working for me, they were working for the people on the ground. And, and that's uh, ultimately what, uh, what made the, the early stages of that campaign so powerful. The premise of our campaign in 2008 uh, was that you could not just fight for existing votes, you could expand the electorate because there were a whole bunch of people who had lost faith, lost trust, and you could get off the sidelines. And if you did, then it would change American politics. And so on election day, when we started seeing these reports of people in line for hours and uh, record turnout in just about every community, you, you felt right then that at some level you had won, uh, that, that you had um, shown what was possible when everybody decides to participate. And, and, and that, um, in and of itself, I think, gave people a sense of, of, of their own power, their own agency in, uh, in the kind of country uh, we want to we want to leave for our kids, and then when when the results were actually announced, by that time we had a pretty good sense that we were going to win. My my mother-in-law, who uh, you know grew up on the south side of Chicago, worked as a, a secretary, you know, working class, um, had had worked all her life to allow Michelle to and and her brother to to go to. Uh, some of the best schools in the country. Um, she was sitting on the couch, and um, I could tell she just seemed uh, like it wasn't clear how all this had happened. <laughs> uh, 
and I, 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 I sat next to her and I, I, I grabbed her hand and we held hands just as um, uh, it was announced that uh, the projections were I was going to, to win. And uh, I said, you know, how are you feeling? And uh, they said, well, it, it's just a little overwhelming, isn't it? <laughs> and, and, you know, you thought about what this must be like for her, even more than for me or Michelle. Um, you know, somebody who grew up in a deeply segregated Chicago, uh, who, um, despite her talents, or her husband's talents, or her, you know the experiences of her, her father and grandparents, uh, there were always barriers. There were always limits to what they could achieve. Um, you know, for her to see this moment where suddenly, even if not all problems were solved and not uh, you know, all uh, issues of, of discrimination and legacies of slavery and Jim Crow had s suddenly vanished the way I think some people naively uh, projected. What, what was true for her was that something she might not have ever imagined possible had, had happened and her daughter was going to be the next first lady of the United States. And, um, seeing it through her eyes, I think, was uh, um, made it a little more special.